teenager is a lot to handle. And I think, I think it's common to want to break away from that. Um, I think it's part that it's also part, you know, we all go through awkward phases in our looks where we're not quite as cute as we were at six years old anymore. Um, and you were the cutest. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I can For still sure. hear your little kid voice in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, I have to just speak in syllables. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm jealous. I didn't get to say the word bitch at age six. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I heard that your sister was part in the, in the movie, the first it's one. It's true. Uh, when when Aunt Maggie is sitting in the living room reading, and Chucky runs down the hallway, and it's actually the first time in the entire franchise that you see Chucky in motion alive. That was my little sister Ashley, who was the right height, and uh, it was a day that my dad brought her to set instead of my mom. Otherwise, maybe she never would have done it. But uh, my my dad gave them permission to dress her up as Chucky and let her run down the hallway and. Uh, yeah, she was first Chucky. Oh my God, that's awesome! And yep. like I said, that seeing uh, Chucky emotion was a big thing, and that's awesome. That's amazing. I know she could be doing horror conventions with me if she wanted to. Yeah, she could. So you enjoy those horror conventions? Are they fun events to do? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean. You know, 95% of all the people that I meet at conventions, fans, are, are just incredibly respectful and appreciative and, um, you know, kind of treat me like I'm important for a weekend. You know, nobody would complain about that. Of course. Uh, you know, the travel to get to and from then, especially when, like, months like October, where I have almost every weekend booked in a different city. So... Thursday, I'm flying out somewhere, doing a convention Friday, Saturday, Sunday, flying home Monday, and then getting on another plane Thursday to go to another city, and then doing that for six weeks in a row. It's certainly exhausting, and I mean, it's certainly a lot of work. Um, and, and, you know, I people assume, for one thing, that if you're in a movie, let alone a, a franchise film, that you were paid really, really well. Like people think for some reason you're in a movie, you made a million dollars. It oh my God, could, not yeah. be, could not be further from the truth. Uh, I, I did not make much money for those films. And the money that I did make was 30 years ago. Like, yeah, exactly. Even if I got paid, even if I got paid 20 times what I did get paid, I would have no money left. Yeah, it wouldn't last you till you're yeah. 38 now, yeah. right? I'm 39. Yeah, so... so I, and then I left the business in 1993 when I was 12. I By the time I was 15, I was waiting tables at a local pizza place, and I ended up waiting tables for 17 years. So, I mean, I, I, I know as well as anyone else, like, the value of a dollar, I guess you could say, but also the commitment to working your ass off just to pay your bills. Like, yeah. that's been my whole life. Like, I never have... A bunch of money in the in my bank account. I never, you know, I, I do okay for myself, but I work really hard for it. And and you just got you a know, new house. Yeah, I just got a house. I mean, I bought a house in Florida. But you worked turn. for it, like that's yeah, the exciting I, I worked part. For it just like anyone else would. I wasn't 
wasn't gifted to me. It wasn't because I was in that movie. I and the house that I have is a small little two bedroom, two hundred thousand dollar Florida home that it's, I it's, it's that I owe though. that I owe one hundred ninety seven thousand dollars on. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it's not like some charmed life in that sense. That being said, so many things have opened up for me as far as experiences. Maybe not money-making things. I've written a bunch of screenplays. I can't get anyone to show any interest in them. I don't have like some gold card to Hollywood that gives me access to do whatever I want. Like It's nothing like that at all. I hustle and work my ass off like everybody else. But the point I was going to make about it is that you know, I, I do these conventions and I sign my name and I get paid to sign my name and take a picture with people and a lot of people you know see that or hear that and think oh what a blessing you're so lucky you get to you know sign something and get paid for it and while I agree with them that that, that is very fortunate and that's awesome I, it, nothing comes free in this world I, I, I get paid for that but I'm Andy Barkley every day of my life for three decades uh, with social media and everything, I mean, I'm inundated with messages, and although most of them are flattering, um, it's exhausting. You know, it's exhausting being being a child actor in something that really blew up, uh, and it's kind of like fame without the fortune, and and it's uh, it's it's tiring. I'm I'm not complaining. I I wouldn't I wouldn't take back that part of my life for anything. I. I've gotten to meet really cool people. I've gotten to go to really cool places. Um, but, you know, nothing comes free in this world. Like, it's it's all work. You know, I, I, I work my ass off to keep those appearances going. And it's uh, exhausting. You know, I waited tables for years and I would work, you know, double shifts where you go home and you're sweaty and, you know, chafed up and exhausted and there's a really hard day. When I compare that to a day like a busy Saturday at a convention where I'm meeting fans and signing autographs all day, but those convention days are ten times more exhausting than my busiest shift ever at a restaurant. Uh, just being on for everybody and uh, appreciating the fact that they only have a, a minute, couple minutes meeting someone that, for whatever reason, means something to them. Um, and, and I respect that because I am a fan of things and I've met people that meant a lot to me. I've been on the other side of that table. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm a guy who has seen Nine Inch Nails 70 times in concert. When I went the day I met Trent, Trent Reznor, I was shaking like a leaf. Like, <laughs> I, I, get, I get that side of things. So I do, you know, intentionally try to make every meeting with everybody meaningful and respectful and entertaining and fun and exciting um but to do that consistently for hundreds of people in a day is tiring as shit like yeah. a lot of work i would imagine nine inch nails probably puts on amazing concerts too a lot of like hard rock groups tend to go all out in their live shows well they're an incredibly visual band also i mean everything that they do uh is kind of a full package of audio and visual presentation um yes i think they're the best live band in the history of music that's why i've seen them 70 times <laughs> uh, they probably know you pretty well by now um yes but that doesn't mean that i get any kind of i get zero special treatment I, i'm 
just like any other diehard fan, I'm the guy who's there at 2 a.m. the night before to be in line to get on Barrier for the concert. Like, uh, I don't get, I, I, I have met Trent twice, but that was just by being a dedicated fan. Like, the, the Chucky Andy thing has gotten me nowhere with that band. Oh, I never said that. I'm just saying, you know, going yeah. 70 times, you know, you probably got, uh, somehow got backstage passes. You, I got backstage you a few tried times. Hard I, enough. I, met, I met the rest of the band multiple times before I met Trent. And, you know, I, I rarely ever drop the, hey, have you ever seen Child's Play? I played Andy in those movies. Yeah. I rarely ever drop that. But when I'm when meeting the band, like, yes, of course I told them that. I want them to remember me. Of like, course, because you know? that's your favorite. Uh, so when I finally did meet Trent, he, he I said, you know, I, this is my 26th show. I've been a fan since I'm 12 years old. I, I was Andy in those Chucky movies. And he said, oh, yeah, I heard you were coming to shows. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and the good part about not being like a huge household name is at least you can go enjoy events like that without being bugged by everybody. Thank, thank God for that. Exactly. No, thank God for that. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, making money in this business, which is a difficult thing to do that only a select few do. I mean, there are actors that you've seen them on TV and in movies your whole life life and they are still kind of gig to gig don't have a lot of money like uh there's more to it than just that and some of the advantages that come from it are are not just financial but uh but the the give and take you know to to be that famous to where you are making good money in that business means that your life is really not always your own you know, and you kind of do feel like you live for other people. And, and that is uh, an exhausting way to live that I, I'm very thankful I don't have to deal with that. I mean, just just listen to any Eminem song and you'll know what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Like, Funny like, enough, I was just about to mention him. I remember I read one of his biography books and it said in like 2001, before he had a gate in security around his house, he, there were fans who literally would lean on, walk up and lean on his doorbell until he'd come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the give and take of fame um, is, you know, I don't know. Some people are maybe better built for it than others. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, um, I was in those movies since I was a kid. For 32 years now, I was in four of seven of those films, and Lindsay has way more Instagram followers than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you, you know, I, what what you're basically talking about and what I'm hearing right now is if you had to be on, like you said, on 24-7, yeah. like that, that's just so exhausting. And like you said, not everybody is meant for it. I know that you don't watch the Jersey Shore, but that's like why Snooki's leaving because she just can't stand it anymore. So it's not leaving. For is that show still on the air? Yes, it is. And I think. <laughs> oh that, my god! I, I thought that was off the air. Like, like no, 10 years ago. they did a Jersey Shore family vacation in 2018. Oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Funny People with Adam Sandler. And, I have, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Adam Sandler's character in that is a prime example of one of the downsides of being that famous because yeah. he didn't want to tell anyone that he was potentially dying, knowing it would be all over the news. 
Yeah. And that's a huge thing. I think yeah. a, a lot of celebrities bring it, bring go it back, Bringing it back to Eminem. I love his cameo in that race. Says, I think you fucked up, man. You should have died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. And what's ironic, I heard in, from interviews I've seen with him, he's like a completely different person behind the scenes. He's like super shy and mellow, I heard. Sure. Well, you know, especially when, you, when not that I know this firsthand, but, you know, I, as an observer, I mean, you, you got to notice that when people get so famous that they can't, do normal things that other people do, you end up isolating yourself, not only physically in your home, but also in your own mind. Um, the only kind of solace you get is the privacy of your own thoughts. And I think that that, you know, tends to lead to uh, an isolated life uh, where, where you have no choice but to be introverted because otherwise you're just uh, too many people take pieces of you. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think um, one of the things that drove somebody like Robin Williams off the wall so much is that, like Sandler's character in Funny People, Robin didn't want to tell anyone about his depression because he was worried that it was going to be publicized all over the news. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, that makes sense. You know, that, that's pretty much in line with this uh, discussion like that's that's one of the negative side effects of fame and, and you know one of one of the many reasons that when I was 13 I decided that I didn't want to continue to you know work my ass off to try to be an actor because I, I saw fame especially at the time as something that w would be more negative than positive in my life um, you know, 30 years later, I wish I st stuck around and gotten a few more parts so maybe I could live off my residuals, but yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the case. So. No, everything, anyways, everything I, happens for a reason. And, and, but lastly, we just want to know since this whole COVID thing is going on, I know you and I spoke a little bit, but just so everyone can hear, what are you going to do for this October coming around since October is your busiest year? Um, are people going to be allowed to, uh, like, visit you? Well, I, I mean, I've only done two appearances this year in total, um, and I had a lot of trepidation about both of those. They worked out pretty well, luckily, because people were uh, exceedingly respectful about the situation, which, you know, even though even though it's easy to get uh, carried away and you're disgusted with people that have no consideration for others at all. You can also, it's balanced out by how willing and accepting I think the majority of people have been in embracing this concept of keeping your distance and wear a mask and try to respect other people. Um, you know, despite the people that are, uh, let me just say obnoxiously defiant yeah. or defiant for defiance sake. There's a portion of the population that is like that, but the majority, I think, has been inc incredibly respectful of others and, and willing to put themselves out to, to, to keep considerate of others. And I think that is encouraging. Um, and that's why I was able to do the two appearances that I did. But yeah, for the most part, they're all shut down. There's some virtual con things going on. Um, I still sell autographs on my website. 
but uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't really done many appearances this year. Thank God for that. This is the first year I think in nearly two decades that I don't have anything booked in October. That's so crazy. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely this Saturday once I get my paycheck. Want to buy one of your autograph pictures? I want to support you in any which way I can. Well, thanks, bud. They're on alexvincentonline.com, and I do own a recording studio, and I do all kinds of audio work, mixing, mastering, sound for film, recording, um, some video production, any of that stuff. It's all, uh, my website is AV, like Alex Vincent, or like audio video, avproductionsonline.com. Did um, Lindsay tell you I do stand-up comedy? Uh, she did mention that, actually. That's great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I tend to get very vulgar on stage. I'll have a lot of joke, like sacrilegious jokes and stuff. Yeah. Well, these days, you know, <laughs> these days be careful. Yeah, be, have, yeah. Dan's, Dan's almost got beat up a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I once had this one about Jesus that almost got me beat up where I'm like, does anyone else find it ironic that a carpenter was nailed to death? Oh, you can't say stuff like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> not today, you know, not I, with how we, everyone's acting. We can't, we can't always take ourselves too seriously. There's some irony built into that joke. Uh, that's that's what you know. That's what can sell it, at least. Yeah, I usually follow that by saying almost as ironic as the fact that um a dude with a infected dick is named Magic Johnson. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Well, hey, I guess now it's not as bad to joke about AIDS because AIDS is like the new herpes. You have it for life, but you can live a full life with it now. Well, yeah. I mean, thankfully, science has uh, kept that from being a death sentence like it used to be. I'm old enough to remember when Magic Johnson made that announcement. Yeah, me too. uh, 30 years later, he looks exactly the same. I know, he looks so healthy. What's funny is um, his prime in his career was in the 80s, and I was a toddler then, and when people would mention his name, I always thought they were talking about a shampoo company. (laughs) His name, doesn't his name sound like... (laughs) (laughs) And then I think when I was like six or seven, my brother told me he got a Magic Johnson and his pack of cards. I'm like, wait, that's a person? Yeah. <laughs> so if there's anything else that you would like to ask Alex, or if Alex, if there's anything that you want to put out there, you already put out your website. Um, hopefully we can get some people on there because, you know, times are tough right now. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got for you guys. Uh, there's a podcast of my own that I did I did about 22 episodes of last year. Uh, it kind of stopped for now because it was a lot to produce. I have live music and interviews with our actors and social topics and some comedy and everything all within these live shows that I did. But that's called The Final Note, mm-hmm. and you can search that on YouTube, The Final Note. I have interviews with a bunch of your favorite horror icons and some great live music and other music that I produced at my studio. Uh, so it was a good time. So you guys can check that out if you want to hear more of my we'll be happy to, ramblings. to support your work in any which way we can. Um, 
I think Child's Play was actually the first horror movie I ever saw in my life when I was like eight or nine. Yeah, me too. Wow. Me yeah. too. So it's my first, my first, my first was Fright Night, and it was also my first topless woman I ever saw. <laughs> and I think both had a profound impact on me. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll never forget how confused I was when I first saw the third one, not knowing it was supposed to take place eight years later, and not knowing it was a different actor. Um, it, knowing it came out like three years after. Or, a year after the second, I'm like, damn, he grew, his body grew over 10 years in one year. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's Hollywood for you. Yeah, I was like, damn, Chucky must have put so much stress on him. He's aged 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, in real life, I'm 39, but I could still pass for 29. So yeah, I'll when I, 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 listen, when I came uh, to your table, I was looking for Andy and I, I was looking for a kid. Well, not like a little kid, not like a six-year-old kid. But I'm like, oh, yeah. you probably like, I'm not saying you look old or anything, but I'm like, where is he? I couldn't find him. Yeah, I get some of that still. So. <laughs> but I guess you do kind of look the same a little bit. A little bit, I guess. I, I look a lot like Andy in the last two films. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that guy. Yeah, of course. The most uh, most adorable child ever. We're talking about the part where you were making your mom in the movie Breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you tried to kill her with all that butter. <laughs> yeah. The cutest part well, I, ever. I have, I, have, I have a grade 8 by 10 up <laughs> on my website that I autograph. That is, uh, I had someone make me a my size good guy pj's costume and i'm kind of recreating that scene for a photo except i'm smoking a cigarette and there's vodka and orange juice and cigarette butts and rolling papers and beer bottles and, uh, <laughs> I, I call that shot the curse of andy yeah let's see it i can't wait to see it <laughs> well thanks guys nice chatting with you and i hope oh. you guys are staying safe and i wish you all the best oh you too the pleasure the, time to chat with me. the pleasure was all ours it was a real treat having you on I'm, I'm a lifelong fan of yours and now that i see you're a really cool guy i'm going to continue to be an even bigger fan and do what i can to support well thank you dan very sweet of you and i wish you all the best with your stand-up Thank you so much. All right, thank you, you so much. I actually Alex. have some a lot of clips on YouTube if you type in Dan Weiss comedian. Okay, I'll check it out. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully they my jokes don't make you want to kill me. <laughs> nah, I'm not I'm not easily offended, don't worry. I'm glad. <laughs> All right, guys, have a have a good night. Stay safe. Thank you, you too, and this concludes another episode of Vanilla Weiss and the Nostalgic Nerds. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, guys. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. Bye. Bye, Dan. See you guys. You too, man. See you.